Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Wesley Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to Acts chapter 19. The bulletin says uh, verse 17, but actually, let's take it back to verse 11. I know that um, I preached on this scripture a couple of weeks ago, but go figure. There's more than one message on it. And so we're going to go back to Acts chapter 19, starting in verse 11. So would you please stand for the reading of God's Word? Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick and the diseased and the diseases left them and the evil spirits went out of them. Then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exercise you by the Jesus whom Paul preaches. Even there were seven, or also there were seven sons of Ziva, a Jewish chief priest, who did also. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And then the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them, overpowered them, and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them, on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling their deeds. Also many of those who had practiced magic brought their books together and burned them in the sight of all, And they counted up the value of them, and it totaled 50,000 pieces of silver. And so the word of the Lord grew and prevailed. Let's bow our heads together. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for being our God and for being the one that as we come together and lift our praises to you, that you bless each and every heart that's here. And Father, as we open your word together, I ask that your spirit would just Open our hearts and open our minds and and lead us in a direction that only you could lead. Father, we come before you humbly and we open our hearts to you. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated, but please leave those Bibles and apps and all those things that you're reading Scripture with open. Um, you know, we can see by, by the scripture reading of the, of the miracles that, that God used Paul for and how he touched their lives and people's lives through, through Paul. Um, the taking of, of handkerchiefs and, and aprons from, from Paul and taking them to the people who, who were sick and, and laying those, those cloths, uh, the, the handkerchiefs or the aprons on these people. And, and they were healed. Um, 
what what an amazing thing that that God was was doing through through Paul in such a mighty way. But but you know you need to understand when you read something like this in Scripture that that it is not it's not Paul with the power. It's it's called. You need to understand that folks were nothing without God. That I could stand before you and I, and and I can I can preach a sermon, but folks without God. It's nothing but but words. It's nothing but words. There there isn't a, an evangelist that's that's out there. And and automatically, I think about Billy Graham, and and I think about the uh, the opportunities that God had given him to go into different parts of the world and and to preach the gospel and to walk into a stadium and to have this guy who was a who was a farmer's son uh, um, uh, stand up before a hundred thousand people. And preach the word of God and have people come down those aisles and, and come to the Lord Jesus Christ to come and, and be saved. And, and was that something that Billy Graham had done? Absolutely not. Because the words that he spoke were not, were not his words. Folks, I'm continually amazed uh, time and time again that, that, that what People will say to me as, as, as they leave the sanctuary, they'll say, wow, I, I, how you talked about this and talked about that, and I'll scratch my head after they leave, and I go, I don't remember that. I have no idea. It's, it's, it's what, it isn't what I say, it's what the Holy Spirit says to you. Say, I can say something and mean it one way, and it could, and it could mean seven different things out here, because the Holy Spirit is here. Folks, if if there is no Holy Spirit, we're wasting our time here. I have no. I've said it a lot of times. I got no abilities. And some of you would sit back there and go, "Yeah, no, no kidding." That's a, but but it's the truth. Without the Holy Spirit, we have we have nothing. And and that is what how God was using Paul. Come on, man. There was nothing about Paul. That, that made handkerchiefs or aprons that, that had the power to go up and to lay on somebody who was sick and for them to be healed. That is God. That is God all the way. But they do it in God's name. In His name. You want to know why churches have problems? It's because what they do is about them and not about God. That is what is the real purpose. We're not here for us. We're here for them. And a great example was those the seven sons of, of Ziva, who who went and tried to exercise a, a spirit out of out of a man who was possessed. And and as and it's so stupid. I, I can't I can't help this. But but they come in and they go, um, we order you to come out of this person, oh evil spirit, in in the name of uh, this uh, yeah, this Jesus who who Paul preaches. You got to be kidding me! And 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 even the the evil spirits, you know, says, wait a minute, Jesus, I know, Paul, I know. Who are you? You're you you got nothing here, buddy. You got no power here. You got nothing. And, and, and honestly, to tell you the truth, it, 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 at least I would have thought it was funny. When this guy just stood up and with the power of that spirit within him, pounded on those seven sons of Ziva, seven against one. That's 
pretty bad odds for, for the guy who was possessed, but yet he beats them. He, these guys left his place bloodied and naked and, and running down the street screaming. And, and, and all of a sudden, everybody knew about it. Everybody knew what had happened. Everybody could see that, that here are these priests' sons that have just had the tar knocked out of them by, by somebody who was possessed. Done the wrong way. Done in their power, not in the power of Jesus Christ. Trying to make a profit off of Jesus. And I'll tell you now, there's a special place in heaven. Whoops, nope, maybe not in heaven. There's a special place for those who try to profit off of the name of Jesus Christ. There is. Scripture tells us, uh, I am the Lord your God, I will not be mocked. And that's exactly what that is. You don't profit off of the name of Jesus Christ. Um, But, you see, that takes us to the point, and I I want you to hear something um, about this trying to profit on the name of Jesus. How about if we take that another step farther and say that, that what these guys were trying to do and that they didn't know Jesus Christ is that they were trying to use something different. They were trying to use the power of Satan because Satan is who they knew. And you see, folks, there's something that you, that you need to realize, that when you play with fire, you're going to get burned, and it happens. And, and what happened to those, to those guys who were trying to exercise the demon spirit out of this man is that they were playing with fire. And when they played with fire, they got pounded on. Or actually, when they played with fire, they got burned. You see, that, that saying, it's like, um, it's, it's a fact of life. Play with fire, you're going to get burned. Actually, my mom always told me that if you play with matches, you're going to wet the bed. But it's, it's close to, close to the same, same thing. You play with fire, you're going to get burned. You, you, you spit into the wind, it's, it's going to come, it's a fact of life. This is what's going to, this is what's going to happen. It's a promise. You see, something happened in Ephesus when, when this spirit came up against the seven sons of Ziva. It spread like, like wildfire. Um, word traveled fast. Ephesus, you see, was, was a hotbed for, for magic. I've heard that about different areas, even here in, in, in Florida. That there's a place that, that you can go in, in Florida and have, you know, have your palms read, um, have your fortune told. Um, it's, it's a hotbed. It's a hotbed for, for, for magic. If you want to call it magic. Maybe some people, if you want to make it sound good, will say, well, it's the arts. You see, that, that sounds, that sounds kind of nice is when you say, well, it's, it's, it's called the arts. Why don't we call it what it really is? When you start playing with fire like this, it's called Satan worship. That's really what it is. To, 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 to read fortunes. Do you, do you remember when, when Paul and Silas were walking through the town and the woman came up behind them who was possessed 
And she was calling out, uh, telling everybody, here comes Paul and Silas. Silas, they're, they're um, uh, prophets of the Lord. And, and Paul finally got tired of her following him around all the time. And he turned around and he said, he ordered the demon to come out of her. But when he ordered the demon to come out of her, he did it in the name of Jesus Christ. But you see, it was a hotbed, a hotbed for, for Satan worship. Um, it's, it's, it's called playing with fire. Um, in, in verses 17 and, and 18, listen to this as I read this again to you. And this became known after this beating. This became known both to all Jews and Greeks dwelling in Ephesus and, and fear fell on them all and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many who had believed came confessing and telling of the deeds. Something happened as they were, as they were in this hotbed of Satan worship. When something happened, they all came confessing what they were doing. They were all doing this. They were, there were so many people that were worshiping Satan. And the thing is, is that many of them didn't realize it. They didn't realize what was happening. These people who came and, 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 they came and, and confessed of what they had been doing. You know what they were finding? They knew that they were worshiping Satan. But they found that the malice of Satan, who they were actually worshiping, and, and the power, and they realized the power of Christ who they had rejected. When, when evil raised its, its ugly head, and, and the beating occurred, they realized that they were playing with fire. When bad things happen to people, and folks, you, you realize this when you see things happen in your own lives, that when bad things happen, people run back to God. And that's what happened in Ephesus. When, when, when Satan reared his, his ugly head when that when that man who was demon-possessed beat on those seven sons of Ziva, it scared people. And when it scared them, where did they go? They ran back. They ran back to God. See, tragedy has a way of, of throwing a spotlight on our lives. I don't know if you realize it. But when bad things happen, there's, there's one place that, that, that we talk about that we can go. Even though we don't recognize the Lord, even though we don't go to the, go to God when when things are good, but when things go bad, all of a sudden a spotlight hits us, and we realize where our life has been. You see, it's it's almost like a 9/11 syndrome. When 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 there was no answers, when tragedy had struck in New York and in and in Washington, and and the plane went down in Pennsylvania. And people realized, wait a minute, maybe, maybe I'm not in control here. And so what did they do? They ran to their nearest church that next Sunday. And, and because all of a sudden they realized, wow, wait a minute, maybe, maybe we're not in control of our lives. Maybe there's something that's, that's going on here that, that I don't have any control over. So what happens is they go to the Lord. And, or they go to their nearest church. And on that Sunday following 9-11, when no one had any answers, they, they came to church. And then as things calmed down, 
and they felt like they were in control again, they left church. And they went back to their normal lives. You see, most are all right when they feel that they're in control, but, but you throw the unknown into the mixture, and, and you have panic. Uh, maybe I'm not in control. Maybe I'm not. But look at the results of the panic that happened in, in Ephesus. The believers came confessing their deeds. They brought their books, um, all that they had, and they had their, their Satan-worshipping books and all of that. They put them in a great big pile and, and they started to burn them. And, and the thing is, is that they were, they were confessing. They were, they were speaking and, and dabbling in, in Satanic worship. This is what happens when believers are confessing, realizing that their lives had, had become interwoven in a satanic lifestyle. And that is what happens when you dabble in Satanism. Now we can look at Scripture and we can say, wow, I'm glad that type of thing doesn't happen today. I'm glad that we don't have to worry about that thing happening today. And I think I'd have to tell you that you're not looking too deep into what's happening in today's society. If I was to ask each and every one of you, do you, do you dabble in, in satanic worship? I would certainly hope that you'd look back at me and say, what are you, crazy? I don't do that. Why would I do such a thing as that? Do you ever deal with horoscopes? Hmm. Um, maybe, just for fun. I, it's, it's fun to open up the paper in the morning and, and look and see what your horoscope says for the next day because, because that day, I, I, at least I know when, when something happens, wow! Or your horoscope says, well, this is going to happen to you today, and then when that happens, then what do you think about? Well, you go back and you say, hey, that was in my horoscope today. Do you know that, and, and I know we realize that, well, we, this is just fun. This is fun stuff. It's kind of fun to open the paper and read what's going to happen to you today. What, what happens when it says duck? Do you stay at home? Do you duck? Do, do, you, do you not go about your day like you normally would go about your day? Do you, you know that there's people who won't step outside of their house until they've read their horoscope for that day. Have you seen the flood of satanic movies that have come to the theaters? Have you paid attention to this? And I, listen, I know. I, I, I sit back and, and I look at them too. Did you ever notice that the good guys are the satan, are, the, are Satan's, you know, the, the vampires? Um, Do you ever notice that the bad guy is the good guy in those movies? Have you ever noticed that? And and we sit back and say, well, hey, that's just what that's just what is out. Look at the video games that are coming out. Wow. Anybody ever see one of those beasts someplace other than in a video game? And yet we turn our kids loose on. We said, go ahead. That's okay. Now you sit back and you can say, Wow, you're getting kind of picky here, aren't you, preacher? Really? I don't think so. You see, because there's a battle that's going on here. The battle is for this. The battle is for your soul. 
Guys, this is serious stuff. Open your Bibles to, to Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6.10. Done here in the... Okay. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Something's going on. There is something that is happening in the outside world. There's something that we're dealing with here every day that doesn't look like a battle. But there is. You see, are, are you and, and this church in a war? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm glad you said that. Because it's true. You're at a, in a war. And there's nothing worse than being in a war and not knowing you're in one. To be able to sit back and say, nothing is, nothing's happening here. Everything that goes on around us in this world is just, this is normal stuff. No, it's not. It's a war. It's a battle. We're not at war with flesh and blood, but against principalities and the powers of darkness. If there were, if there were demons that could possess someone back in the days of Paul, can there be one that can be there today? Absolutely. You better believe it. If Satan was, was busy in the times of Paul, is he busy today? Absolutely. Folks, you got, you got governments out there that are run by Satan. There is. Satan has a foothold in this country. And, and it's not, you, you know, you, one of the things that we, you know, that we, that we look at and we kind of laugh about Satan is because somebody somewhere along the line put Satan in a red suit and gave him horns. Isn't that cute? Isn't that cute? In fact, I think at one Halloween many, many years ago, I think I dressed one of our kids up in that. Wow! Who made him cute? Who made him red with a, with a pointy tail, with a pitchfork, with the horns? Who did that? Satan. You know why? So you wouldn't take him serious? That's why. We fight against an enemy that is, folks, that is as subtle as a lamb, as an absolute lamb, as, as one that would come in and, and cuddle up with your kids and go to bed with your kids at night and, and your kids would be able to stroke this lamb and just fall madly in love with this lamb. And that is Satan. Because you don't see it coming. And it, and it is so precious. And, and all of a sudden, this, this subtle lamb is taking over your home. Guys, this is real. This is real. He'll befriend you. He'll befriend your kids and, and your grandkids. And all the time we'll sit back and say, gee, isn't that cute? It's just a game. It's just a movie. 
That's all it is. It's just where we are today. Folks, open your eyes. What are you watching on television? What are you watching? You see, this is going on all around us. Some people think that, that the satanic influences have to be obvious in our lives. But they don't. They don't. Real demons don't run around with horns. They don't really have pitchforks. They really don't have pointed tails. Do you remember what Scripture says what Satan looks like? He's gorgeous. Satan is gorgeous. He was God's favorite. He was God's favorite. God don't make ugly, guys. He don't make ugly. And this is what's going on in our homes today. People, he is as subtle as a lamb. And, and have you found in your lives that you were more tolerant towards things? More tolerant about what is going on around us? Guys, I'm not going to leave you with, with a thought of, of and as I, as I wrote this, I thought, wait a minute. Satan doesn't worry. There's hope. And, and, I, and I didn't throw that into my sermon. I didn't. I left it as, as, as saying, folks, we need to open our eyes. You need to know what's going on around you. And believe me, that is absolutely true. Absolutely true. You need to know what's going on around you. You need to know that this is not some, some huge battle where you see gunfire and, and, and little guys running around with pitchforks and all that stuff. This is subtle. But it's your life. And it's the life of your kids. It's the life of your grandkids. It's, it's all of that. But yes, there is hope. There is hope in Jesus Christ. There is hope in taking your family and, and bringing your family to church and letting them learn about Jesus Christ in their lives. Folks, that's why this is happening. That's why this is here. Because there's, there's families who are out in this, in this community that, that have been attacked and they're continually being attacked and they, and they don't, they don't see it. They don't know it. And so we do something like this and we, and we make it, we make it for kids. And so the kids will, will, will open up and, and because, you know, kids in school aren't allowed to hear about Jesus. But they can hear about everything else. They gotta hear about Christ. They gotta know Him. They give their life to Him. Because you see, that is the only way that this, that this battle ends. Satan will, will always be there until the day that, that he is thrown into the bottomless pit. That's, that's it. He'll always be there. And he'll always be clawing at you one way or another. He'll always bring some kind of a problem into your life. Folks, Jesus. Jesus is the answer to all of this. There's no other battle that we fight in this world where I can say, this is how we win this fight. But there is here. And that is in Jesus Christ. Folks, your grandkids, your children, whatever you are, are, are putting up with in this world, don't put up with it. You, you bring your kids to church. You introduce them to Jesus Christ in, in, in their lives. 
folks, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the battles will be won. It will be won. Don't, isn't it nice to know that, that there's hope? Isn't it nice to know that there is an answer to all of this? Let's bow our hands. Our Heavenly Father, I, I, you are such an awesome God. That, and that we would realize all that is happening around us and the problems that we face in this world and, and the battle that is going on. But yet in all of it, there's an answer. And that answer is our Lord and Savior. Father, let us, let us realize what's happening. Let us realize the battle that we're in. Open our hearts, open our minds. Let us know what the difference is in all of this. There's a price, and there's a price. And that price is, is our hearts, our children, our families. Father, let us win this one. Let us come to Jesus in all of this. And we pray this in his most precious name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.